The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Okay, we're talking about this new pilot project that uh, Toronto Police uh, are doing. It's the first time shoplifters um, over the age of 18 with proper ID, less than $1,000 stolen, will not get charged. They will just pretty much be given a get-out-of-jail card free, but will go into a system, Mm -hmm. and the next time it happens... That's when things get real. So they're basing this on success, they say, that the Peel Regional Police, who have run a similar program, Mm. uh, again, also called Shop Theft, uh, Shop Theft Release Program, Peel calls it. They've been doing it since 1997. They've been doing it for 11 years. More than 1,000 people were released through their program in 2017. About a quarter of all alleged shoplifting incidents in the region reported to police. Wow. So, Ken, we'll get your phone call here in just a moment. Some of your texts coming in, um, you know, and these came in back to back. Listen to this. Hey, guys, I think it's a good idea. Maybe shoplifters will think twice about doing that again if they get caught. I'm assuming the store gets stuff back and that person will know next time he or she does it. It goes on their record. It's kind of like flicking a light on switch kind of thing. It's but, worth a try, says Dwayne. So that's Dwayne. Right, but here's the thing. Before you read the others, because I thought about Dwayne's yeah. text. And I thought about, okay, so they get caught. But the thing is, when you get caught shoplifting and you have to sit there for three hours mm. and the police attend and you have to that's the shocking part that's the part that makes you in my opinion mm-hmm. say i'll never do it again mm-hmm. not the it's the shame part right not well, the okay you're except, off the hook except, this time except i think that there's a difference between people who maybe shoplift once and then people who are chronic shoplifters for sure right um this one's from brian from gamer brian i don't agree with this policy all that is doing is teaching kids and i i I realize that this applies to adults but yeah mainly it's uh, teaching the kids uh, to go ahead to do a petty crime you'll get away with it what happened to us teaching our kids that there's no tolerance for breaking the law and if you break the law you have to pay the piper my kids know full well that unless they're breaking the law to save someone's life they will sit in jail and do whatever time is required and i will not bail them out we don't why don't we get them a participation ribbon and say good job to me it's stupid um this one i was young and stole a pack of skittles i showed my mom when we got to the car and she made me go back and give it and return it and apologize that shame made me never steal again hi ken how you doing good what's your story let me get back in my truck i'm out at a pump jack okay <laughs> okay so this that is not about stealing but about the reverse effect mm. my daughter i think they're in grade seven or eight and she had uh, just she had been dating mr stelmack's grandson mm. out here in lamont county mm. Our ex premier and uh, got a knock at the door on one of my Mondays off, and it's his mother. Have you talked to him or or your daughter? I said no. I said why? Well, because we got rumor that they they picked up a bottle, or there's a bottle of alcohol missing from home, and they're going to be drinking at lunchtime. <laughs> so we get a hold of my daughter on the cell phone. She does. She admits right to Yeah, that's what we're planning on doing. <laughs> get right on. So because she admitted to us, we let her go. We let we just right on. No no repercussions. Nothing. Well, you know what she did for next, we caught her in three separate lives within the next six months that cost her taking away her phone and everything else. So you you don't punish them, you give them something good, say, okay, yeah, okay, well, you learn from this and everything. Yeah, they learn. Yeah, don't, don't fess up to it, but they found out afterwards that parents always find out. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. You know? 
So, <laughs> like I say, like I think it's a it's a good idea to extend just because it stops them from uh, getting a, a record of any sort. And uh, so that in re- that regard, a lot of people will learn from it. But there are the ones like my daughter who just don't learn. See, and that's a great point. Uh, except this program is exclusive to individuals over, over the age 18. of eighteen. Yes. So yes, it's adults. Is, well, yeah, I guess so. Eh? So right. Yeah, because if you're under eighteen. Well, which is good in that regard, I guess, because, yeah, if my teenager was stealing or something, I'd want to know right away, because right. a lot of times it's worse. You, I want to go with the cops. I don't want to go home. <laughs> yeah, I know that. I know that Great story job. for sure. Thanks, Ken. <laughs> Thanks for listening. And it's interesting. So one person that I know of who was um, a chronic shoplifter uh, was an adult. Was It wasn't uh, wasn't a child. It was really? an adult um, in the in their 30s. In the late 20s, early really? 30s. Yep, chronic shoplifter. Wow. Uh, more texts. Dean says, I took my daughter back to the store and made her tell the manager what she'd done, age 12. Um, How about this? My son had stolen a Kinder Egg, and we took it back. It was an hour away, all the way back to the store, to hand it back. The lady said, oh, she could have just kept it. Mm, mm. I just about fell over no. when she said that, says Brian. Um, Bob L. says, when I caught one of my girls shoplifting, I did the same as my dad did, made them take it back and apologize. Uh, Sean says, I think this will encourage people to steal because they're going to think that if they get away with it, then great, they get free stuff. And they don't get away with it, then who cares? Because they won't get charged the first time. That's from Sean. It's Yeah, it it has a couple of feels to me, and I think many of our listeners agree or seeing it the same way. It has a get-out-of-jail-free card feel to Mm -hmm. it, right? Almost like just keep it under a thousand yeah right and then the you know that same you know you're not allowed to bring more than ten thousand dollars in cash across a border mm. without declaring it so you know what a lot of criminal organizations do is keep it under ten thousand like that kind of thing or banks you're not supposed to deposit cash without making a declaration over ten thousand so they keep it under ten thousand so it has that feel to it but the other part of it as all of us as adults, I think, at some point have weighed in on young offenders and whatever act replaced the Young Offenders Act, where we kind of feel like the youth don't have to pay mm-hmm. for their crimes, and it has that feel to it. You know what? I And, and here's the other thing about that. I think that $1,000 limit is... is Because I'm not sure. Are, are people stealing things over $1,000? Like... <laughs> Aren't you stealing maybe a pair of jeans or a shirt or a candle or or something like that? To me, a thousand dollars seems to be too high. Oh, that's an interesting point. I was thinking about jeans and how much they cost these days, but it would have to be at least a couple of pair. Yeah, exactly. To get caught. Yeah, at that thousand dollars. Yeah. I just, to me, it just yeah, seems... Yeah, that's an interesting because question. Because I, 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 I'm just not sure, unless you're going into a jewelry store or something like that, that what people are snitching is going to be over $1,000. You know, I can't find the text right now, but somebody had texted the works retail that says that a study had shown that a lot of the theft was from their own employees. Mm. Yeah, chronic. Oh, shop. yeah. I worked grocery retail for 30 years in my own store. Yeah. Uh, the CFIG had stats that showed employee pilferage at 10 times that yeah. of consumer shoplifting from Josh. Wow. I, I know someone who... <laughs> I know someone who who stole uh, steaks from a, from a Safeway or from a grocery store huh. in a track bag and got busted. You know, somebody pointed out... But an that I- was, that's not $1,000. You're right. looking well, at an 70 iPhone, bucks. Though, uh, yeah. You know, that'd get you to 1000 pretty quick, mm-hmm. right? 
or a computer. Let's take a quick break here at 315. Uh, Ken and James, your phone call right after this. This text came in. It says, when I was 15, for some reason, I stole a ring that was on display at Sears for some stupid reason. My mom found it in the jeans when she went to wash them. She got at She got it out of me that I stole it, called the manager who called me to ask me when I would bring it back and apologize for what I did. I refused to go back. I was so embarrassed. But my mom did take it back. Rest her soul. Scared the crap out of me and changed me forever. That's Mm. from Chris. Uh, Hi, James. Hey, how are you guys doing? Good. Good. What's going on with you today? Uh, Just curious how this is supposed to help I guess is the part that I don't understand. Some I, in my youth, I was a, a bit of a chronic shoplifter, and I don't, I don't think this would have been something that honestly would have helped me going into adulthood. Well, here's the thing. So it's not necessarily set up to help you stop stealing. It's primarily set up to free up police resources mm-hmm. because it's t- it's tying up a lot of their time to go investigate a small petty crime like that. So this way, if you get caught a second time, now the police will come and deal with you, but otherwise they won't. So it's not really about finding a way to scare you straight or anything like that. It's it's all about saving money and freeing up resources for the police. Uh, I guess that's the part of the conversation I missed. Then. Yeah. That makes a lot more sense and it's for, on and that it's, side because it's definitely not a deterrent. Right. As a, somebody turning 18, if you're 17 and stealing, well, now you're 18 and it's okay, great. Well, I can at least do it one more time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's an, it's interesting because a lot of police forces, more than the ones we've mentioned, have actually instituted this. And it's, like I say, for the reasons of resources. So, James, when you were a kid, you said you, you would you would steal. Why, why did you steal? Uh, there was a thrill to it. I guess. Yeah. Really, yeah. there's no other. It wasn't not a necessity. It wasn't out of uh, a need or lack of funds. Um, but there was definitely the uh, as you become an adult and the the, the sense of well, you know, you steal now. This is serious. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas you know, when you're 16, it's, it's you know, with the youth offender and all that kind of stuff, and, and just being young and dumb, it's it, uh, it was a lot definitely a lot easier so, to do that. So what made you stop? Uh, well, I, I did have a friend that was a little bit older who, who got caught, and so that was definitely an eye-opener because he they, uh, was full. Uh, he didn't go to jail, but community service and police were involved and parents, and kind of everybody knew what had happened. Yeah. Uh, so watching somebody go through that as I went into 18, and just the realization that, you know, now it's, the, now it's your actual criminal record that's right, going to yeah. be on file here. Did you ever get caught? Uh... Not with product. Okay. So I got I got caught, but I got rid of what I had before I left the store. And I, I mean, all right. So you you uh, yeah, I know what you I know what you're talking yeah. about. So you had an idea that uh, I've been busted here. Yeah, I'm gonna so, put it back yeah. down. Right, but they don't do anything until you leave the store. Mm-hmm. So right. Did yeah. they have security yeah. cameras back then? Like even still, it's not theft until you leave the store. So they could even show then, you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, That's I've got friends in retail now, and there's policies in some of these stores to just completely ignore it and not even confront people nowadays, which blows me away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, like you're basically, maybe you're allowed to go up and say, you know, can I get you a bag for that? Or, right. um, 
you know, would you like to try that on? <laughs> uh, but outside of that, they're not even, to, they, they have mandates that I won't name the mall or the place, but they have a, they've been told not to even call security if the person walks out the store with the product. You're right. You're right. Maddie worked uh, retail, and I won't say the store either. She was told that when you see that, you notify a manager or supervisor, and the supervisor would go over and say, did you need a gift receipt for the items down your pants or like that yeah, kind of yeah, thing? Yeah, yeah. With the hope that they'll just pull it out and, <laughs> yeah. and leave it, right? Mm. But yeah. they were also told not to pursue anyone if they left. Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of there's there's a there's a huge you you kind of hear about it on the no, the news once in a while around Christmas, but there's a huge ring of underground theft and and sales of secondhand oh, or not yeah. secondhand yeah. but oh, yeah. well, products. Do you know what they're doing in the states now? Is they're allowing civil litigation and starting to spread to Canada too, where if a store finds somebody shoplifting, that they can sue them civilly for the cost of security in the store. So as part of their damages, that because of people like you, mm, we lost right. this much, like that kind of thing. James, thanks for the phone call. Thanks a lot, guys. Have yeah, a great day. You betcha. You I appreciate the honesty, too. And yeah, when you look at that, and we see that oftentimes, yeah. especially like things like razors and, and mm-hmm. that things that can be turned around uh, fairly quickly. But, you know, you look at costs, why costs go oh, up sure. on some We're of these things. It. Yeah, Bill's on the phone. Hey, Bill. How are you? Good. Good. What's, what's on your mind? Well, when I was 12 years old, we started stealing packs of smokes, the gang. Just a pack of smokes. Yeah. yeah. And the guy at the sto- solo store, when he came to the parking lot, said, quote, unquote, I'm, I know who your mom and dad is. I'm going to call them. So they <laughs> took back the pack. I told the gang what happened. After a week, they said, well, what's, what happened with the stealing the pack? Well, he never phoned, so we started stealing cartons out of Safeway. Hmm. And the, uh, one night the gang got caught. They gave my name up, and uh, I believe in my heart. I know what they're going through, but, boy, when you didn't do anything about the pack, I started stealing lots and lots and lots of cards. I almost did a year at Bowdoin. Really, eh? Really? Yeah. But I never got caught with the product, only once, and I wasn't there the night that they got caught and they gave me up, so I took the heat for everybody. Mm. Hmm. And then I made a deal with the cop, and he said, well, we don't make deals, but I'll listen. I said, you don't tell my dad in the bedroom, I will never steal again. I can walk over my mother in this meeting, but my dad will give me the belt. I will never steal again. He said, well, we won't tell him if he gets up, but if he gets up, I got to tell him, by God, he never got up. And I signed an affidavit from Safeway Westmount. It's now the Bank of Montreal. I never stole again. Wow. You you signed a thing saying you'd never go back in there, right? I would never steal from Safeway again. Yeah. I've got uh, one of those signed from Kmart in Charlottetown that I will never go into Kmart <laughs> in Charlottetown again. But I believe in my heart that what they're, what you guys are doing is probably, it's different than in 1966. And I believe if I was running the show, there wouldn't be any bail, and you'd be going out to Prince Albert to see the penitentiary from the outside and scare those 12-year-olds straight. <laughs> yeah. Well, like you said, the scariest thing for me would be my dad finding yeah, out that exactly. I'd done something. Oh, I got the belt. I was laying one night. I was laying on one side or the other side, and, oh, my, you just... you. Dad was one of the guys at the dinner table. Three things from my father. Respect the Edmonton City Police, which were Edmonton's finest. Respect your elders. 
and open the car doors for women. <laughs> there you go. Bill, thanks for the phone call. You're welcome. Take and thank easy. you. I, I listened to Chad and Brian Hall and all of you good gangs since 1962. So keep up the good work. We're listening. Well, well thank, thank you. you, sir. Thank you. And thanks for listening. Some more of your texts. Um, Lorraine says, our four-year-old son pocketed a package of wine gums at a Safeway store and on the way home heard the sharp intake of breath from his older sister when he showed her. We discovered the theft, turned the car around and made him take it back to the manager on his own. He's been a policeman uh, <laughs> for the Mounties now for the past 25 years. Wow. <laughs> uh, when I worked in a liquor store, this is from Callie, uh, when I worked in a liquor store, I couldn't believe it, but the policy was you don't approach anyone, don't attempt to get any of the product back. I had people come in with shopping carts, load them up and just walked out of the store without paying. It was absolutely mind-blowing. What? Seriously. Should we have put that out there? What? <laughs> what? Wow. Uh, I took a couple of uh, grapes from a bunch in a store in Radium a long time ago. My dad and the store owner made me sit and wait for the RCMP. It shook me to the core. I was 10. <laughs> How bad is society when police don't have time to deal with shoplifters? And this went further to that. We had an employee that fleeced us. Uh, for thousands of dollars in cash, we knew but could never prove with enough legal means to press charges. We padded uh, bank deposits, laid traps, but could never catch her. There's some very smart and very crooked people out mm-hmm. there. And, yeah, there sure is. My my uh, my ex-husband was fleeced to the tune of hundreds of thousands of dollars from one of his employees when he was back in Saskatchewan. Yikes. The guy was kiting checks and yeah. started signing and buying stuff left, right, and center. W5 actually did a documentary on this guy. He's he's a pro. Mm-hmm. And he has he has taken the the provincial government in Saskatchewan for different jobs. He there was a story about uh, a house there that he said that he could uh, fix the foundation, kind of lifted it up, and then took walked away with all the money. This guy was an wow. absolute pro. Not my ex, but the, right, right. the, the guy that never that never took caught. Him. Um, been caught on and off, but no, they just he kind of always just eludes everything. Wow. Um, yeah, it was the the stories were unreal, and you know my ex would say he would start to get notices from companies saying, "Yeah, you owe for this." backhoe that you bought and he would be like I never bought a backhoe and they said yeah you did but this this person had somehow you know stolen out of the mail whatever and managed to talk people into believing that he had signing authority like there are pros out there for sure it's just uh, it's unreal it's unreal well uh, yeah you buy a piece of equipment like that with a company check and then you sell it privately at a reduced price and move it real quick Mm -hmm. right wow the 6.30 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 6.30 Chad.